wish I was a brunette. Really? Brunettes rock. No, you're rocking the blonde. No, blonde really? is your jam. Yeah. So your jam. <laughs> I mean it. Hey, we're all hot mamas, right? This, yes. right? You know hey. what? To hot mamas. Hey, rock and roll. Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy. Yes, I'm a lady shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, feminista fatale. Ooh. Now that I really just want that to. I always have something to say about like whichever nickname you have, right? But I'm like, this sounds like a really good mystery, and we have been watching or like spy novel, Ooh. and we've been watching a lot of 007s, which um, yeah, they don't hold up. Really? No. I was never super huge into the James Bond stuff anyway, but they did always have oh, uh, really sexist. interesting lady characters, all the femme fatales. Yeah, but he's sexist AF. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so sexist. And they but, really try to make like the women be like, oh, James Bond, you're so great. It's totally fine that you treat us like crap, but it's, yeah. it's not. It's not he's, okay. He's grabbing like random ladies' butts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, oh, settle down. I'd be like punching somebody. Mm, does not age well. Yeah. Not, not, nope. Mm-mm. So I'm interested if they make another James Bond, if he's going to be less douchey. Let's hope so. I hope so. I don't know. The last few are pretty, pretty good. Um, this suggestion, I don't even know if it was meant to be a suggestion, but it was posted on the like page mm-hmm. that this is Women's History Month. Yeah, that's right. Which I didn't know. So I'm like, cool. I thought it was Leprechaun History Month. Yeah, but, sure. You know, that, that's when this comes out. It's all uh, hopefully everybody is sober enough to download the show, please. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's Ladies of the Month. And this is really like, you know, Jonathan Scott, I believe, yeah. suggested it. And there, there are a lot of really good songs. Yeah, you know, we're, we're usually pretty good, especially like... I'm I'm pretty good about bringing bands with ladies in it because I'm mm-hmm. t- I, I really love that sound a lot. So yeah. we're we're a pretty inclusive show regardless. But I, I am glad that we finally got to to settle in on some female focused stuff because for whatever reason, especially female vocals, I really uh, relate to a lot. I, 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 they really get me in the soul. So what did you bring this week? So this week I'm going to start us off with a band called Hiem, and the song is called "What Wants You Back." And it may never be enough. But don't take it out on me now Cause I blame it all on myself And I had a fear of forgiveness I was too proud to say I was wrong But all that time is gone No more fear and control I'm ready for the both of us now So just know that I want you A lot of people, a lot of people think that they're called Haim. Yeah. But uh, they are. It is a, a Jewish last name, I believe, or Hebrew last name, Chaim. 
So, uh, yeah, Hyam's a sort of more mature, more refined Hanson. Uh, in this case, it's three sisters, last name Hyam. And their music's a really catchy mix of, like, classic pop, rock, and soul. It's very poppy and radio-friendly. Uh, but you can tell they put a lot of thought into making something a bit more complex than just ripping off those classics. Uh, this song in particular starts out as a sort of introspective ballad, uh, but gets a bit more complex as it goes, and it turns into this dancey pop jam by the end. Musically and lyrically, it's more or less straightforward. Lots of gorgeous harmonies and this powerful pop chord progression that's tweaked just a little bit to make it a little more curious sounding. Uh, but the real glue for this song is the percussive instruments. A lot more evident when you actually watch the music video for this one because they're sort of pantomiming, like playing along these subtle little dancey offbeats in the choruses. But if you listen, you'll hear it. it's like shakers and floor toms that are punctuating these offbeats and long sustained piano chords every few measures that add atmosphere and short little bursts of a, like a slap bass line that kind of teases just a little smidge of funkiness. And those parts really help push this over the edge from like a generic pop ballad into something unique keeps your ear interested the whole time it's very catchy and beautiful song from a band who i think does a great job of distilling those classics from like the 70s to the 90s makes something familiar but kind of contemporary as well yeah i i I don't know why i thought well first of all i thought it was haim so it sounded like a hardcore band or like a metal band (laughs) so to me but this is like it's very reminiscent of these extremely well thought out pop songs like from the 80s and 90s and it's not just this 808 that's thrown in with some fun lyrics mm-hmm. and it's super structured with like you were saying the small little details and I was like oh there's some bass licks going on in here like they snuck those in yeah. so it's one of those songs you can listen to multiple times and find all these different little pit like parts to it. it's got harmonies mm-hmm. which you love and also hand claps yep of course so many hand claps so good I just straight up ripped off Jonathan Scott. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I stole his song, which is Mitski, My Body is Made of Crushed Little Stars. I want to see the whole off Jonathan Scott and uh, I just love how this is like this rushed punky declaration of what she is and isn't going to do and it's you know the lyrics are kind of esoteric and you can make what you want of them it, it kind of is like the beginning of independent life as a young woman being totally unprepared when life starts so it all becomes a rush to live as fast and interestingly as possible uh, the line about being made from crushed little stars is actually about all her little accidental scars from like running into stuff that she has yeah that she has accumulated over time and uh, we all have, like, scars, and I think that our culture says that we should hide, like, our scars and our mistakes and little imperfections that we 
don't necessarily have to. Like, hey, these are the bodies we're rolling around in. We should yeah. just enjoy them. Yeah, and so. it tells your story in an interesting way. Yeah, and apparently the Jerusalem lyric is about her being like Christ and being mar- martyred. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a little epic. Yeah, so so I've read Mitski's name a bunch recently, but I've never like taken the time to really listen to her. Uh, this definitely wasn't what I was expecting from the name alone, uh, but grimy noise pop is always going to be up my alley. It's just voice and guitar, but she fills up that sonic space with the same sonic space like a loud rock band by using the, the distorted raucous guitar sound which kind of mimics a lot of the frequencies you hear and like a drummer banging on cymbals it's a lot of metallic high endy sort of frequencies happening and then contrast that with like really sincere and passionate singing and this one puts you in a really punk rock head space despite its core <laughs> and like being what sounds like an affected acoustic and a single voice it's very impressive for being just kind of stripped down like that you know yeah for being like in the singer songwriter genre it's like definitely not singer Songer. right yeah yeah so you know it's maybe could be adapted to starbucks cd but who knows yeah <laughs> everybody's like brought it so there were i guess two threads going on mm-hmm. at the same time but we we managed to come through yeah and this is definitely another one of those themes that we could have multiple weeks yeah. and just keep filling it up you just like bask in the songs that like showed up because there's so many just fantastic songs Justin W. starts us off with U.S. Girls' Rage of Plastics. Like such an amazing Sin City vibe, but it's like also cowboy beepopness, and it's sexy song about how capitalism and consumerism and waste products have killed our future. Uh, we do all this to make our lives easier, but have horribly mucked up the world. And then there's the jabbing at men because their pain is much worse. <laughs> it, it's just hilarious to me because we can look around us and see how men claim to have stuff way worse than ever before when we just now are getting to have like a little bit more voice in the world. Right. And maybe like, you know, all of like just, yeah, all of us people who have been somewhat oppressed. Sorry, Mitchell, by right. the white man. Yeah, of course. Um, We finally get to say stuff and get heard even though we're being ridiculed sometimes but like we get we get to say stuff and then men are like life sucks yeah. and I'm like oh shut up yeah so this is another another example of like wearing their influences on their sleeve but adding some unique contemporary elements to make things interesting and relevant to a modern audience 
I usually hate saxophones in most music, but the one in this song is tasteful and it kind of only peeks through a tiny bit in the first half of the song, just enough to say, hey, there's going to be some sax in this song, <laughs> but they don't overdo it, which makes it much more powerful whenever they actually drop into that sax solo because they haven't already worn you worn you thin on saxophone by the time it hits. And there's so much other cool instrumentation happening here as well, like a really pumping like organ synth just kind of chugging along the whole time, uh, really gnarly guitar leads, which are constantly changing and shifting throughout the song. And it kind of provides this very turbulent undergrowth underneath the rest of the music and sort of alludes to the volatility of a feminist revolution looming in the face of the patriarchy. Yeah. And also plants totally <laughs> ruin stuff. So, yeah, yeah like uh, factories and stuff are bad for stuff. Yeah. Even though the land's cheaper on there. Just saying. Jeremy brings the pink tiles. Time for love. a cute as heck little love song and it's very poppy and fun and it's innocent sounding and cute and dang it and we need more songs like this because everything's always so cynical lately yeah i definitely agree we need more stuff like this as i've said before jeremy and i share an affinity for a particular brand of like pop sensibilities lots of harmonies and triumphant chord changes and this is a perfect example of that just great noisy indie pop lots of reverb and echo and space uh, cool instrumentation with the neat synths and the hand claps and guitars that are used percussively uh, to add a little bit of extra dimension. And they got the really catchy and hummable vocal melodies that get stuck in your head and like harmonies reinforcing and pushing the sonic space into optimum glee and triumph. <laughs> Uh, they're from Melbourne, Australia, um, but Jeremy mentioned that they played Goner Fest here in Memphis a few years back, so hopefully they'll come back soon and I can uh, be front row for this. I don't know, you're just going to like try to slide on in. Oh, I'll definitely be front row if this band plays in Memphis again. Oh, they will. Awesome. Very catchy stuff. Debbie brings X Hexes Tough Enough. Back on the velvet throne. You never do that to me. Would you
Okay, how about my number one fave, Mary Timoney and her latest band, X-Hex. This new song, Tough Enough, would be perfect for a montage in an 80s movie. If you use it, be sure to use a clip that includes part of her ripping solo at the end. So, yeah, she knows how the, the sausage is made, for sure. This is a torch song about the ex that acted all tough and, like, not so much when it was all over. And it's pretty epic and well-produced with this, like, awesome call-and-response situation going on. And, uh, yeah, I just, I like the call-out of, like, tough, tough person not being so tough anymore. Right. Yeah, and this this does have a very almost retro sound, very, like, mid-to-late 80s, very anthemic and almost hair metal-y, but without the metal. Yeah. Uh, I like how simple most of the song is musically. There's not a whole lot going on in the guitars. It's just like straightforward rock. So you like really get hooked listening to the lyrics and wanting to sing along. Then the harmonies and the call and response stuff comes in and, and makes it a party for just a sec. Uh, I especially love that slide guitar that kind of pervades the whole song, particularly in the intro. Just makes it so fun and upbeat to kind of offset the moody lyrics. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she, she definitely is a great guitar player. I think uh, in my research... Uh, she went to some performing arts school when she was fairly young to study jazz guitar and whoever the person teaching her was just like, yeah, there was nothing we could teach her. Like she pretty much <laughs> already knew it. And we started learning stuff from her oh. at a very young age, which is super cool. As ladies, ladies being awesome. I like that theme. Jody brings those darlings, that man. He's just a sweet little particularly like this live version because Caitlin Rose and Tristan join in the haunting chorus. I think many women can relate to this angsty yet fuck you attitude. I love this like bluesy guitar snarl thing that's going on. It's like a declaration about the metaphorical that man not really knowing them. It really just falls into this great storytelling song and is both sweet and grimy and I kind of wish that I believe the lead singer um, was Jesse Zazu. I can't remember the name. Yeah, and she passed a, like a couple of years ago, and I, I would like this band to still be around, even though I know that she's not the forefront. I don't know oh, if wow, they're still around. So, yeah, I remember like it was a huge deal to a lot of people, and I think it was cancer. And I remember like a lot of little pieces coming out whenever this came out, and I was oh, like, wow. I, I wish I'd been in. I yeah. wish I'd been into this band before. Yeah, I'm definitely know. gonna have to go and get into it now. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, you know, growing up in the heart of blues and country, I have to admit that I'm just like so burned out and skeptical of stuff with a blues or a country lilt to it. Uh, but this band really pulls it through with the grittier guitar tone that's much more biting than your standard blues bullshit. <laughs> and then the choir of harmonies in the chorus has some cool complexities happening. And you got to kind of listen close to pick up all the notes and subtle shifts. And there's certain notes that are held a little longer or syllable 
syllables that are stuttered for effect. Uh, there's really cool orchestration. And it's just enough of extra thought and outside influence to like properly honor the bluesy, twangy greats that they surely came up listening to. But also kind of sets them apart from the rest of the thoughtless, regurgitated <laughs> country coming out of Nashville these days. Yeah, because there's some times where it's like every everything sounds like the same Americana. Yeah, I, I just get so tired of that. And it's not that it's bad. It's just not special, and it's not pushing the envelope, and it's not new. And this band is actually doing something a little bit interesting, at least, you know. I'm glad that it's not another version of Wagon Wheel. <laughs> yes, let's just get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Craig brings bleach, bleached, wasted on you. Not necessarily about ladies, but somewhat an empowerment song. Um, I straight up love self-aware torch songs. So breaking up sucks, and it makes you feel like garbage. And this is that like pep talk you get yourself to stop wasting all the tears on that relationship that obviously wasn't meant to be. Because if it was meant to be, you wouldn't be going through this situation in the first place. Right. So yeah, I I like that one and, and self-aware torch songs. Yeah, this one, uh, this has some like undeniable pop punk influences. I think one YouTube commenter <laughs> mentioned Blink-182 vibes. Our and, favorite resources. Yeah, and, and while I think this is a step above Blink-182, who admittedly I also do love, uh, I can totally hear the elements that the that person's referring to. There's like some cool guitar parts and neat vocal interludes with ooh-ooh-ooh's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, the bass is low-key my favorite thing in this song. She like punctuates some of the rhythms underneath that the other instruments aren't hitting. And so it gives an extra layer of texture to the rhythm section of the song. And the bass tone's very punchy, and she plays a lot of the song high up on the neck as well, uh, which makes it more mid-rangey and snarly without kind of stealing focus. Uh, I think I'd only other only ever heard one other Bleached song up to now, and but this one has me hooked, so I'm definitely going to do the deep dive on some Bleached now. Find them records. And... Yeah, like this is definitely up my alley. I think that sometimes we dismiss like anything that ended up on the radio. Like, that was played a couple times. And I know I'd listened to Bleach before, but honestly, I had not given them respect that they needed. Yeah, I would imagine they're probably not on mainstream radio, but they're probably on on those indie radio stations pretty often. Yeah, it's one of those college college stations. Lum rounds us out with Gloss's Outcast Stomp.
says, Stomping hardcore from a group of queer and genderqueer outcasts that highlights the indignities and tribulations of being a marginalized person in the so-called inclusive hardcore and punk scenes, as well as the world at large. Short-lived, but hopefully will leave a lasting impact. This is the Outcast Rejects Girls and the Queers for the downtrodden women who have shed their last tears, for the fighters, psychos, freaks, and the fems for all the transgender ladies in constant transition. I wish I could say that in more of a loud thing. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's this is a uh, so gloss stands for girls living outside society shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kinda really like that. Uh it's just an epic stomp angry song and uh angry and not gonna take it situation that i can be all in for and of course like i had to wikipedia them and the first line is like gloss is in trans feminist hardcore band and personally i've been seeing like a lot of stuff about you know turfs in society or like trans exclusive radical feminist is yeah. what that stands for and uh yeah it makes me angry because you you can't be a feminist just for some women right <laughs> i agree to, with that yeah in the exclusion what was it uh, what was it that says like um i can't remember as uh cross-sectional or something I don't Inter- know. intersectional intersectional is like intersectional feminism yeah so, intersectionality yeah. yep yeah I, I don't even have a lot to say about this uh <laughs> band or the song other than fuck yeah like trans women making pissed off hardcore, proving that being feminine is not a weakness and that they're not going to stand down and take bullshit from a music scene that's traditionally very masculine and driven by testosterone. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the hardcore scene is that there are a few female-fronted hardcore bands that get respect, but a lot of the hardcore purists and traditionalists tend to say that they just don't really care for the female-fronted stuff. But Gloss is just undeniable. Their music is not a gimmick. Their femininity is not a gimmick. These are real-ass ladies making real-ass hardcore. And it's clear they're not taking shit from anybody in their pursuit to express themselves and and articulate their experience. And isn't that what hardcore is about? This is as balls-to-the-wall as you can be without making reference to your balls. You know what I mean? Right. It's just hard as nails. I, I really appreciate any step forwards in the hardcore community, especially like as trans women going into it Mm -hmm. i can imagine that's gonna be like a hard struggle because there are so many like dude bros that don't consider themselves dude bros right but they're dude bros yeah absolutely yeah so i i I respect it um did we get any feedback this week not that i know of okay (laughs) i didn't i didn't know if i missed it i wanted to know if your dad had commentary no 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 more this week oh dang it come on mitchell's dad (laughs) um you can always reach out to us on the twitters at I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Madam Willite, and the show is at END Pod. And I check in there every once in a while and send weird gifs. Uh, the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on Facebook is where you can post like your music, inside themes, suggest stuff. Because obviously we were just like, hey, somebody wants this. Let's make this. So that's what we did this week. Our voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show, endpod at gmail.com. We do not need any more insurance and extensions. <laughs> we really don't. Uh, and the show can be found online at endpod.com, part of the 10710 Network. What's going to round us out? So I'm going to leave us with a band called Adventures, and the song is called Supersonic Home. Uh, Adventures is the side project of some of the members of a band called Code Orange. Uh, Code Orange plays very dark, brooding, experimental metal uh, not a whole lot of bands that sound like them, just very sludgy and weird. 
uh, and adventures couldn't be any further on the other end of the spectrum. They draw from a lot of the, like 90s alternative and early Midwest emo, but they aren't exactly an emo band. Uh, but they're also more than just your standard schlocky indie rock. There's lots of really creative vocal harmonies from both of the ladies in the band and lots of really powerful riffs and catchy melodies. And they also still occasionally bring their songs to a rather heavy crescendo, albeit a different kind of heavy than Code Orange. Uh, this is the very last song on their record, also called Supersonic Home. And toward the end of it, you can actually hear like the gritty metal screams. They're mixed in very lightly in the end of this, just to to give this monstrous intensity without turning it into a metal song. You'll barely hear it, but you'll if you listen close to the very end, you'll hear screams just like making it super <laughs> gritty. They're a very unique and creative band, easily one of my top five favorite bands that I've heard in the last 10 years. So I hope you guys enjoy Adventures Supersonic Home. Come 